My God! Okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. What's the procedure, everyone? Calm. What's the procedure? Stay calm! Wait, 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 wait. Everybody calm down! No! <laughs> that, everyone, right now is the mood in Tampa Bay. Training camp starts this Friday, July 26th. Devin White just signed his rookie contract, meaning that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have now signed all of their rookies. They are ready to go. There's a buzz around Tampa Bay. Everyone is super excited and still trying to remain calm, but it's pretty hard when you have this This is just a young and exciting team ready to try to turn the tide Right the ship and get the bucks back in the win column. But before we get into all that, welcome back to the Talk the Playing Podcast. I am your host, Ashley. As some of you may know me as EMT underscore Abrams on Twitter. You guys can also go ahead and follow my podcast Twitter, which is at Talk the Playing Pod. Today's going to be everything about training camp. We're going to do some position battles. We're going to talk about maybe some lesser roles that are going to be looked at. Talk about just about everything we can look at and and expect during training camp. You know, talk about just about everybody. There's a lot going on this training camp. I think this might be the most exciting training camp we've had since Jameis was drafted. This is really the first time in a couple years that almost every single position is going to have, at some level, some competition. There are really only a few guys whose position at this very moment is secure. And I think that only amplifies the buzz that's going around Tampa right now. So without further ado, we're going to jump in right into the, the position battles that are going to be taking place starting this Friday. And the most exciting one, in my opinion, is going to be for the cornerback position because truthfully, Tampa does not have a solidified starting number one cornerback on their team right now. Now, some people might say Carlton Davis or Vernon Hardgraves, but with both of them having some struggles last season, I could see Tampa looking to make a change and maybe bringing in one of these younger guys to really be the number one lockdown corner, the guy they put up against, people like Julio Jones and Michael Thomas, and these other great receivers are going to be facing this season. You know, Tampa's going to be going up against guys like Tyler Lockett in Seattle. They're going to be going up against... T.Y. Hilton. They're going to be going up against the number one wide receiver in the league, DeAndre Hopkins, at one point during this season. So it's definitely going to be a position that's really going to hold some weight when it comes to the Buccaneers' success this season. Because if you don't have a cornerback who can lock down a receiver or at least keep up with some of these faster guys, the Bucs are going to struggle as much as they did last season, giving up more than 400 yards a game. And that's just not something that Todd Bowles and Bruce Arians are going to stand for at all. So, you have to think about the guys that there are at the position right now. Two of whom, which started last season, Vernon Hargraves, of course, before he got hurt, and then Carlton Davis, who was the Bucks' number one guy after Brent Grimes decided he didn't want to play football anymore, I guess. Still the head scratcher. But then you have all of these rookies. You have guys like Sean Murphy Bunting, who's getting a lot of buzz for what he's done so far. Jamel Dean. You have guys like Carlton Davis. MJ Stewart's going to be moving to safety, but he's also been playing some nickel, so it's really just up in the air right now. And all of these guys have the same press coverage ability. They're all very strong in press coverage. Zone isn't their strongest points, but manageably so, especially in this type of defense. 
I don't believe Todd Bowles is going to do a whole lot of zone defense. He's going to want his guys to go get it and get after it and get their hands on these receivers. So the Bucks are going to be looking for someone that both has the speed and the size and physicality to really to jam these guys off the line and, you know, break up some passes and and jump routes. So two guys that I really think are going to have, you know, a big battle for that position right now is going to be Vernon Hargraves and Sean Murphy Bunting. Vernon Hargraves has struggled a lot during his, you know, his since coming into the league, but really showed, you know, before he got hurt that he's playing with some confidence. Um, I really think that he's going to be turning it around this season. And Sean Murphy Bunting, since he's been drafted, not a lot of people knew who he was, myself included. I said, Sean Murphy Bunting, I've never heard of this kid. And that comes with, you know, being from a small school, but this kid's tape is incredible. I really think he's going to be something special here in Tampa. His ability to follow the receivers and really stick to them like glue, use his hands to not only jam the receiver off the line, but also keep with the receiver and make a break on the ball. Those are those are things you can't teach. Those are instincts, and that's something that I think both Todd Bowles and Oyerans really loved about this kid is that he comes in with a swagger. He knows he's good. He knows what he brings to the table, and he's going to prove himself every single down of every single play. Murphy Bunting didn't have any Division One scholarships. He had a gray shirt offer. He's really a kid that just wants to show that he has what it takes to play in the NFL. He has a chip on his shoulder that motivates him each and every day to go out there and prove that he can hang out here. And the same with Vernon Hargraves. You know, he was a stud at Florida. He struggled a lot in the first couple years of his career, but before getting hurt last season, he really started to show the confidence, the swag that he had at Florida. So I think those two battle it out for the number one. Um, my dark horse for the number one would be Carlton Davis. Only because I know Carlton Davis had a lot of struggles last season, but you gotta remember you had a rookie going up against these these all pro athlete elite guys that, you know, have so many years of experience on him. I think he's also going to be a stud. So it's gonna be definitely interesting to see who grabs that number one cornerback position, but every cornerback position one through through four of the starting cornerbacks is open for grabs right now. So my opening day predictions for the cornerbacks at this moment are going to be Sean Murphy Bunting, Vernon Hargraves, Carlton Davis, and Jamel Dean. And Jamel Dean, a lot of people have been talking about. He's had three knee surgeries. He's not as fast as he used to be. Which kind of blows my mind because the guy ran a, a, a 4440 with three knee surgeries. Like, that's incredible. That's mind blowing that after three knee surgeries, three major injuries, he still has this, the 4 4 speed. So, I think we're going to have a lot of young, developing players in the cornerback position, with Vernon Hargraves being the most veteran of the group. So, you'll have. If, you know, if my prediction holds to be true again, this is just how I see it. We haven't seen anything in training camp yet. This is pre-training camp, how I see the positions to be, you know, come week one. But again, this is prior to training camp. This is just what I believe to be true. So, prior to training camp, 
I think that Vernon Hargraves will be the veteran leader of the defense in the in the quarterback room, of course. Then you're going to have second-year man Carlton Davis, followed by the two rookies. So there's going to definitely be a learning curve. There's definitely going to be a lot of, you know, relying on instincts and learning the system of the NFL, translating the skill you use in, in college to the NFL level. But I think that group is going to be aggressive. They're going to play a lot of man coverage, and they're going to they're gonna jam some guys off the line to try and create, you know, some time for that defensive line to get to the quarterback and maybe force an early throw here and there. And the next position I want to talk about is the running back position. There's been a whole bunch of speculation about maybe trading for a player or swapping picks for a player such as Duke Johnson in Cleveland, maybe sending a a fifth or sixth round pick for Duke Johnson, who's made it clear that he's not happy being a split back, meaning he's not happy sharing a role with somebody. He feels like he hasn't gotten the opportunity he was looking for in Cleveland, and he has demanded a trade. But honestly, I don't understand some Bucks fans' obsession with bringing another running back in. Peyton Barber is slept on. And when I mean slept on, y'all are snoring on this man. Peyton Barber has everything you'd look for in a running back. He might not be the fastest guy, but he's got everything else. He's got the jump cuts. He's got the elusiveness. He's got incredible footwork. He can make guys miss. He runs over guys. He gives every single ounce, every single play. You've seen the play where he's dragging somebody by his shirt tail. The guy's got him by his shirt, and he's still chucking his legs, picks up an extra four yards. And then you have Ronald Jones, who's practically a rookie again. I mean, unless you want to count 23 plays, excuse me, 23 carries as a rookie as being a full rookie season, I mean, that's that's less than a, a starting running back gets in one single game. On top of that, as a lot of you may know, Ronald Jones has bulked up this season. He's gone from 207 pounds, that was his listed weight in 2018, to nearly 220 pounds. And the video that I've seen of him training, he looks just as fast, if not faster, very elusive. He also had a fingertip catch in one of these videos. Again, I know it's just one video, but he's working on his pass catching ability. He's working on his size to make him more, you know, built for an NFL team. I really think this is going to be his breakout year, and those two... That running back position, if right now it is Peyton Barber's to lose. Peyton Barber knows, as well as everybody else does, that Ronald Jones was drafted to eventually put him in the running back two position. Ronald Jones was drafted to be the number one running back for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They saw him as a home run hitter. He has blazing speed. He can make guys miss. He can run guys over. He has what the Buccaneers lacked, and that was speed. And Peyton Barber saw that and put that as a chip on his shoulder and really took over the game. He really made himself a name last year, even when he had less than 1,000 yards. Most of that isn't his fault. It was play design, it was coaching, it was offensive line, and it was just a learning curve on both ends. And I really think this year, he and Ronald Jones are going to battle it out to see who is the running back, starting running back for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And... My prediction for that is Peyton Barber is going to be the starter week one and Ronald Jones is going to do everything he can to show he is the top dog and so will Peyton. They're going to be a hell of a one-two punch for Tampa Bay. 
but right now that job is Peyton Barber's to lose. Peyton Barber is no slouch. A lot of people don't think he has what it takes because he, quote, can't make guys miss. He's only had a couple of opportunities to be in open field. He's not the fastest guy out there. But a lot of running backs in this league don't have sub 440 speed either. It takes time. It takes reps. And when you're only getting 14 or 15 carries a game, it's hard to really get into a rhythm, especially when Tampa was a very pass-heavy offense last season. With Bruce Arians now at the helm, however, I believe that changes as he's going to look to make a very balanced attack, leaving Jameis with less pressure on him, the offense with less pressure on them, and to really keep teams on their toes. So I believe that right now it's open for the taking, but I believe Peyton Barber will be the start in week one. Ronald Jones will be the second, you know, RB2 for the time being until, you know, he can either prove that he deserves a starting role and even when and if that does happen, Ronald Jones and Peyton Barber will be a hell of a one-two punch and I'm excited to see what they can do. Now, if we're going deeper into the depth chart, there's Bruce Anderson who has a lot of buzz around him for the things he did um, in his collegiate career as well as Andre Ellington who, who worked with Bruce Arians beforehand. Now, Bruce Anderson really wasn't a pass catching back at North Dakota State, having less than 30 receptions in his four-year collegiate career, but he did average almost 14 yards per catch in the 2018 season. Andre Ellington, however, was one of the bigger pass catching backs for the Cardinals when he was working under Bruce Arians, averaging 40 catches per season under Bruce Arians and amassing almost 400 yards as well as for touchdowns. Now, Andre Ellington can also be a mentor for the young backs that the Bucks do have in Peyton Barber and Ronald Jones. He has playoff experience, he has years in the league, and he knows what it takes to be a good running back in the NFL. Now, those two going at it, both Bruce Anderson and Andre Ellington are going to be exciting to watch. I think that Andre Ellington may edge out Bruce Anderson. He may Anderson might be signed to the practice squad. I don't know quite yet, but Bruce Anderson is not someone to be slept on either, averaging 7.1 yards per carry for the Bison in his collegiate career there. So we definitely have some exciting playmakers on the team. It's going to be competition at every level. I can't wait, but the running back position is going to be something that's going to be kept an eye on, especially with the Tampa Bay Bucks needing to improve their rushing game. Now, their offense is only as good as their running and passing combined. Now, we know that Tampa has one of the best passing offenses in the NFL. In fact, they had the best passing offense in the NFL last season. If they can add a rushing attack to that passing attack, they're going to be hard to beat on the turf. They're going to be hard to stop, especially with Arians bringing in more weapons for Winston's arsenal. Which leads me into the next positional group, the wide receivers. Now, obviously, we know Mike Evans is the, the number one wide receiver on the team. And Chris Godwin has now made himself the number two. Those two guys are solidified. The next, the next two slots on that wide receiver core are up for grabs. Now, we have Rashad Perriman, who seems almost a lock for the, for the number three spot on the wide receiver group. Now, he is going to be challenged by Scotty Miller, who seems to already have a connection with quarterback Jameis Winston. 
Rashad Perrin has the height, say at six foot two, and the speed under a four three that the Bucks are looking for in that speed that speed position after losing Deshaun Jackson to the Eagles. Now it's no secret that Deshaun Jackson really didn't want to be here last season, really didn't give a shit, and really didn't do anything to help out this team. He played when he wanted to, and that was it. Rashad Perriman is going to be coming off a season where he kind of rebounded. He was, you know, really criticized for dropping a lot of passes. And last season was credited with zero drop passes as a Cleveland Brown. Now, with the addition of OBJ in Cleveland, he wanted out because he wanted a bigger role. And now, coming on to the Buccaneers, he will be that deep threat. Um, I believe Scotty Miller and Bashad Perriman are going to be battling for the third wide receiver position, but I do believe Perriman edges out Scotty Miller for one of two reasons. One, Perriman has the height that the Bucks are going to be looking for at six foot two, while Scotty Miller is five foot eleven, and I think Scotty Miller needs a little bit of time to fill out into his frame. Being that he's about 175 pounds right now, and my biggest critique on his film was how easily he got bounced around when hit while running. Uh, Brashad Perriman plays at about 210, 215, which is just perfect for his size and speed ability. So again, I think Brashad Perriman gets the wide receiver three position, but my lock for number four is going to be Scotty Miller at this time because I believe he's going to be putting on more of a Adam Humphreys role, screens, over the middle, crosses, um, short slants, stuff like that. Now, the biggest question is going to be, do the Bucks keep five or six wide receivers? Um, there's a lot of guys in this position to to really go over. There's Justin Watson, who really hasn't had a shot yet to show what he's able to do. They have undrafted free agent Demarcus Lodge. They also have undrafted free agent Anthony Johnson. And they also have Bobo Wilson, who was kept on after last season as well. Justin Watson was a guy that we saw maybe once or twice last season make couple catches but as far as anything further, he hasn't really had a chance. Demarcus Lodge is a wide receiver out of Mississippi State who shockingly went undrafted and the Bucks were able to pick him up. Now, Demarcus Lodge's size and his ability to contort his body to make catches, his raw talent is incredible. Just the same as Anthony Johnson. Anthony Johnson was a receiver out of Buffalo who had some incredible catches and footwork as well as the frame and speed and also went undrafted. Two guys that really kind of slipped way under the radar and really fell in the draft um, to be undrafted free agents that the Bucks were able to pick up. These guys are going to give Justin Watson and Bobo Wilson a run for their money. Now, as some of you remember, Bobo Wilson was shown as a guy who wasn't really seeming to be into playing football. Um, there was a point on Hard Knocks where they couldn't get a hold of him and they wanted to sign him to their practice squad and that he was running late. And it was just, you know, kind of weird to see a player act like that. But he's been on the team since then, as well as Justin Watson. Now they're bringing in some more competition for these guys. So that's going to be interesting to see. My two biggest guys to watch out of that group right now are going to be the two undrafted free agents, Demarcus Lodge and Anthony Johnson. I think they bring the size and physicality that Arians loves. Arians is also always looking for new playmakers, always looking for guys on the depth chart to maybe bring in some new fresh legs, so on and so forth. So I do believe the Bucks are going to be keeping at least five wide receivers this year. Um, I believe Bobo Wilson may be suited better as a kick returner. 
Um, but as far as the wide receiver positions right now, I think they'll go as followed. Um, obviously, Mike Evans number one and Chris Godwin number two. Brashad Perriman three and Scotty Miller four. And then if I had to pick one of those four guys listed, um, Johnson, Demarcus Lodge, Bobo Wilson, and Justin Watson, I would say number five right now is going to be Demarcus Lodge. Now, again, like I said earlier, these are just my predictions. I just like what I see from the kid, but of course, film is always going to tell the truth. We'll see what they can do at training camp. Now, the last real starting position, and it might be kind of boring for some of you, but as a Bucks fan who has dealt with these struggles for the past, what, seven, eight years now, the kicking battle. Now, I'm not going to lie. When the Bucks, you know, announced that their fifth round pick was going to be a kicker, I just about lost my damn mind. I was, I was like, oh my god, not again. Not again. And the more I thought about it, Cairo Santos, while solid last season, also missed some kicks that kind of made you scratch your head. You know, he had some really solid, really, really solid weeks where he didn't miss anything. He looked confident. He looked, you know, calm. Everything seemed fine. And then he missed a couple kicks and it was kind of, you know, oh my god, is this really happening again? And unfortunately... With Matt Gay being as perfect as he is and was in his collegiate career, it kind of brought back some PTSD of, of Roberto Aguayo, who was also perfect in his career, and then started missing almost every single kick when he entered the pros. Now, the feeling with Matt Gay, however, is that he's battle-tested. Matt Gay has kicked in the snow, in the rain, under pressure, and has nailed everything from 40 yards in. He's also had a career long of 55. And I just feel like, if anything, this kicking battle was really good. What's going to be a big part of the Bucks' success as well? Because if you guys remember, and I'm sure all of you do, unfortunately, the Bucks really lost some games due to kicking. Now, there's arguments that now the Bucks' kicking didn't lose. It lost them games, okay? It did. It absolutely lost them games. And the Bucks want to fix that. That's why they brought in a new punter. In Bradley Pinion, and they also are looking to bring in some competition for Cairo Santos. Um, the Bucks need to get this right. They can't. They can't miss on this. They have to fix this problem. They are the laughing stock of the NFL when it comes to kicking. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely horrendous. I don't understand how you go through multiple kickers, and this continues to be a problem. But I think Bruce Arians said enough is enough. We're going to take a guy that I know is going to fix this. And Matt Gay, I believe this kicking job is yours, my friend. I believe you were brought in to take over and I think, or even make Cairo Santos better. But I do believe this is Matt Gay's job to lose. Um, I just think that Arians, you know, putting the stock into this guy when he could have easily been an undrafted free agent. I just feel like Bruce Arians felt and saw something that he really loved. Um... He can also bring some versatility when it comes to only having to kick field goals as Bradley Pena can do kickoffs as well as punting. So I think that'll take a lot of pressure off of the kicker and hopefully bring back solidified kicking to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Matt Bryant, drop the curse, please. <laughs> I think we've suffered enough as a franchise when it comes to kicking. If you're listening to this by some strange coincidence or 
you know, God forbid, if if your if your kicking sense is tingling, please drop your kicking curse. We we need it desperately. Now there are three more undrafted reagents slash draft picks that I am gonna be looking at very heavily during the training camp, and that we we'll go over this pretty quickly here. I'm gonna be looking at Anthony Nelson, who I think is gonna be the steal of the draft in my opinion, um, fourth round out of Iowa. I think. He being a Carl Nassib clone, and I don't mean because how big he is, the fact that they are literally the same in dimension. They're both six foot seven. They're both 270 plus pounds. They both run a 4.8440. They both have 115 inch vertical leaps, I believe. You know, if Anthony Nelson can hone his skill and really take that skill that he has and adjust it to the next level and the next stage. Um, the Bucks are going to have two six foot seven linebackers, two six foot seven defensive ends, and Carl Nassib and Anthony Nelson, and that's that's going to be hard to beat. You're talking about two six foot seven linebackers slash edge rushers, accompanied by Nindamakan Sue and Vita Vea. That's a, that's a pretty heavy front to stop. You got two huge guys as well as two fast, mean, physical guys in Sue and Via, and that defensive line. Man, they're so slept on, but they're going to be something special this year, I feel. we've They've got the tools now. They've got the extra bodies. They've got a little bit of depth that they were lacking last year, and that's going to be something special. Anthony Nelson really has a knack for getting to the ball, making disruptions, and making counter- quarterbacks uncomfortable, something that Tampa had a really hard time doing last season. So I think them taking someone with that size, that speed, you know, they liked everything they saw in Carl Nassib and maybe saw something similar in Anthony Nelson. So I think that's going to be something to watch in training camp as well as the preseason games. I'm also going to be looking at Shaq Parrott, who we added in the free agency period of the season, as well as Deion Buchanan, two linebackers who are going to be possibly, you know, forced straight into a starting role. Now, we all know that Levante David and... Devin White are going to be this two starting linebackers. But in a 3-4 defense, you need extra linebackers on the field. Now, I believe that both Deion Buchanan and Shaq Barrett have a chance to be starting right away. And I think it'll be Shaq Barrett taking over for JPP while he's out. And I believe that Deion Buchanan will kind of shift between both playing linebacker and edge rusher as well as playing some time at safety in a, in a rotational piece, especially if Justin Evans is unable to go. Now, as some of you may or may not know, Justin Evans was still seen with a hankering leg injury or a foot injury. Um, he's still in a walking boot. He's He may not be ready to go this start of the season. Dayon Buchanan can bring some of that veteran presence back there and help those young guys out. So, those guys are going to be looking at. I know the money backer, Dan Buchanan, is excited to be here. Shaq Barrett's been stuck between, I'm sorry, behind both um, Von Miller and Bradley Chubb. This will be the first season he gets the chance of really to show what he's got and be in a starting role. And So, like I said in the beginning, there are lots of players that are going to get chances to play for starting roles as well as maybe some backup roles some second and third string which isn't a terrible thing in an aggressive offense and and an aggressive defense um they're going to look for fresh legs anywhere they can get to keep the ball rolling to keep the ball hot to keep the game interesting and that's something that Bruce Arians has made vocal that he is always looking for guys in the second and third string roles to really, you know, get their shot to make something happen. So 
that's something that I think maybe had something to do with guys signing here, as, you know, talking about Shaq Barrett and Deion Buchanan, as well as Brashad Perriman. So those guys are all going to get a shot to really showcase what they bring to the team. I'm excited to see what they bring. All of these guys are seriously talented. Um, you guys know me. I, I don't make things up. Everything that I say, I try to back up with, if not film, stats. And I know stats, you can put stats out all day long. But I've watched film on these guys. I'm very excited to see what they bring. This defense is going to be very aggressive. This offense is going to pick up, I think, right where they left off. And speaking of picking up where they left off, let's talk about some of the guys that are going to be returning from last season and seasons before and who we're excited to see come into training camp. Um, one of those guys for me, as well as most of the Bucks fan base, is Mike Evans, who has been putting in some serious work this offseason. There's been a video of him looking pretty slim, working on his agility and his speed, as well as working on his yak, his yards after contact. Uh, Mike Evans is looking explosive. He's looking really fast, very focused. We also get to see, for the first time, Ndamuk and Sue, who of course is no rookie, but it's going to be the first time we really see him in some action in a Bucks uniform. He, there was a video that I had posted that he was wearing four. Not one, not two, not three, but four weighted vests and doing push-ups with band, resistance bands on him as well. That's insane. How, how are you that strong? <laughs> so this defensive line, you can already tell, is going to have some muscle behind it. We also get to see the return of Jameis, who's been working out extensively, extensively this entire offseason, really putting in some extra work with guys like Scotty Miller. He's also been putting in some work with Cameron Braid, who was seen with Randy Moss in Tampa. Vita Vea is also looking slimmer. So we get to see what he looks like coming into his second year. Really turned it on at the end of the last season. Was one of the highest graded rookies at the end of the season. Um, really started to come into his own. Started learning the defense a little bit better. Learning what moves worked against which defenders. You know, kind of found his rhythm. There, There's just so much to unpack for this training camp. There's players that are probably missed going over. I'll go more extensively into once training camp begins. This is just a review of who I think can start winning out some of these battles before it happens, my predictions, um, who I'm going to be looking for, what I'm going to be looking for, who I'm most excited to see. I mean, I'm excited to see the whole team, don't get me wrong. These are just players I feel like, when, in regards to the rookies, who I think is a little bit more underrated, who I think fat, best fits into Bruce Arians' new system, because you got to remember... The Bucks are going to be entering an entirely new, entirely new era. They're going to have a brand new playbook. They're going to have a brand new defensive scheme. I'm excited to see what kind of plays Bruce Arians and Byron Leftwich really pull out of their bag. Um, what and if any, what they'll show us um, as far as what the offense is going to look like, what the defense is going to look like. So there's just a lot going to be going on. A lot of new things. Um, just it's it's gonna be an, an explosion of Bucks football, and I can't wait. Um, if you guys can get out there, go to training camp. Like I said, it's a blast. You guys will get to meet some of these players and get a chance to see what this 2019 Buccaneers team will look like.
But before I wrap up this episode, guys, I just want to remind you about the charity raffle, season-long charity raffle that I myself, Talk to Plank Podcast, as well as all things Tampa Bay Bucks, ATB, will be hosting this season. The goal for this charity, this charity raffle is to give back to the Tampa Bay community and also to help these players raise money for their charities. Our goal is to pick one player every week and donate to their charity of choice such as Levante Davids, Big Brothers Big Sisters, Chris Godwin's ASPCA adoption, so on and so forth. And our goal is to raise about $5,000 this season. We'll be doing at least one item per week, and there'll be things like tickets to games, signed memorabilia, so on and so forth. So make sure you follow both my podcast account at Talk the Plank Pod, as well as all things Tiff Bay Bucks at all things hit bait bugs. Um, you can also find there at in my header in my personal page at EMT underscore Abrams. Make sure you guys stay tuned. We will be announcing our first raffling item in a few weeks. Also, next week I should have my first guest on the podcast to preview the Bucks' first preseason game against the Steelers. We have a lot of cool things going on, guys. Stay tuned. And until next week, go Bucks.